Mark V. Smith, author of The Process. And thank you, thank you for joining me today as we begin season six of The Process. If you have missed any of the acronyms or messages in the prior series, which were The Foundation, The Perfect Storm, Where Do We Go From Here, and Why Not Me, the last one we just closed before the holidays, Procrastination, The Thief of Time. They all can be heard on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, TuneIn, iTunes, Pandora, and others. Again, thank you for Pandora for inviting me to join their, their family as well. Please uh, search for Mark Smith, The Process, to revisit and or to listen to those messages for the very first time. Well, well, well. When starting a new series... You know, many thoughts come to come to my mind and the stories that need to be shared with everyone. I often take a few weeks between starting a new series and this is to reflect and internalize if there is anything else that I can use to better express their meanings within each message. While taking the time over the holidays, which included spending time with family and friends, something hit my spirit. The beginning of life changing moments. And reflections that are oh so clear today. See, this topic will become my mission, my platform over the next couple months, and will be the baseline for this series. So take a minute, write this down. In my life, I've learned not only who I am, but what I am. This allows me to understand the why in my process and to accept the blessings received to say. If I only knew then what I know now. Tasha and I, like many, <laughs> really enjoy the holidays, the wiser. Again, you know me, I don't say older, the wiser we get. <laughs> there becomes more of an appreciation for those moments with everyone. Especially since we fully understand tomorrow is never promised. Over the holiday seasons, we have the pleasure of having friends and families over the day after Thanksgiving. Although we usually don't host Thanksgiving, we've created a tradition for the last 10 years, which is to prepare a huge meal the next day to see everyone we can't visit on that Thanksgiving day. Well, it's been well received with over 15 plus people coming by to celebrate the day after for many years. But see, most of us men usually wind up downstairs watching football, shooting pool, and preparing to play cards. While most of the ladies usually migrate upstairs watching movies and having a few glasses of wine, <laughs> oh yeah, and talking about the Black Friday deals. Often, life shares special moments with us, along with teaching opportunities that we don't fully understand at that moment. But those lessons are always by design and never by chance. See, this is true with what happened on this day a few years ago at this gathering of friends. Let me take you back. Picture a cold November day. So close your eyes to see what is to come. As I um, was refilling the cooler with cold beverages, it dawned on me that our decision to continue to have this full-fledged celebration the day after Thanksgiving was really a good idea. But it also had me revisit some of the other decisions that I had put off in my past to later question why I really waited in the first place. When I was putting in the last bag of ice in the cooler, two good friends walked in 
Larry and Donna. As I gave Donna a big hug and took her coat, Larry said something that eventually became the title for this series. See, he reached into the cooler, pulled out a cold beer, and said, It would be great if we really grasped what you talked about before with procrastination. But more important, if we harness the power of what you always say, Mark. Hmm. What, um, that kind of threw me. So with the perplexed look on my face, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I'm sure I've said a lot of things. And as he twisted the top off his beer, he said, you've always said, if I only knew then what I know now, that right there will be my message over the next couple months. Buckle up. We're getting ready to go. So as most everyone in attendance uh, appeared to be enjoying themselves, Tasha called me upstairs to begin to set out the food. Although there were uh, many good friends and family there, we still wanted to take the opportunity to have everything ready and accessible. While we were getting everything ready to be served, I noticed Tony, who's a good friend from New York, reading something intently on his phone that presented a very frazzled look on his face. Now, after I sat down the, the mashed potatoes, I asked him, was he all right or did he need anything? As he looked up, you could see that tears were in his eyes. He asked me if, man, could we please step outside for a moment? So as we went out of the basement door to the side yard, he told me that today was very tough for him. He said, I see everyone with their spouses, girlfriends, laughing and talking, and I really don't deserve to be here today. You know, I had to quickly remind him that we are all family, and he need not feel that way. He, as he has known everyone in this house for many, many years. Heck, he and Larry, who I mentioned earlier, were like brothers. But Tony went on to tell me that he has been battling depression, which, as everyone knows, that this is common. For many during the holiday seasons. You know I looked at my friend in the eye. Gave him a big hug. And told him that it is important to know. That today. Is all about letting go. Of inferior feelings. We express. Life. This story of events will guide us. And remind us that part of, of growth. Is understanding. If I only knew then. What I know now. Let's begin talking about my message today, life. I'm going to start with the first L, which is letting go of. As Tony and I walked back into the house, Larry was waiting for us to see what was wrong. He knew by our demeanor that it was Tony's history of not letting go of his past. And I'm sure all of us have been there at some point in life. The many times we don't get out of our own way. To grow forward. Being a friend, some words of inspiration came to my spirit that I needed to share and I hope would be a benefit. I looked at Tony and said, the truth is, unless you let go of, unless you forgive yourself, unless you forgive your situation, unless you let go of the past situations, Tony, you can't grow forward. See, each one of us at some point in our lives had to decide to let go of what held us captive although he nodded in agreement I knew I knew 
This will be revisited later in the evening. When I arrived back upstairs, there was only a small portion of the food that had been set out. And this was due to Tasha sitting in the sunroom talking and, can, and, and comforting her good friend Lisa, who was in tears. Lisa and Tasha had been, <laughs> been friends since childhood. Matter of fact, she flew into Maryland from Louisiana just for the, the after Thanksgiving festivities. Like she has done <laughs> well for the past 10 years. They're like sisters and both have been there for each other each and every moment in life through the good times and the trying times as well. So I figured whatever it was, Tasha would calm her down. So I proceeded to get the remaining dishes out and headed back downstairs. No sooner had I went back downstairs, Lisa was calling me to come to the sunroom where her and Tasha were sitting in. It turned out they both wanted my opinion on a plight that Lisa was experiencing. Without going into very much detail, Lisa felt that her past has and will always haunt her. She, like most of us, have or still have skeletons that were in our closet that were due to surface at some point. Matter of fact, they were causing her to have sleepless nights. <laughs> Does this sound familiar to anybody? I recall my troubles, my days with the difficulty of letting go of my past to accept my present. It was then I remember what I was told many years ago. That was one of the happiest moments in life is when you have the courage to let go of what you can't change. Let me say that one more time. One of the happiest moments in life is when you have the courage to let go of what you can't change. Well, <laughs> that seemed to work. Because I guess I was battling two for two because just as it did for Tony, it seemed to calm Lisa down as well. At least for the moment. Dr. Steve Miraboli wrote, Let go. How would your life be different if you learned to let go of the thing that had already let go of you? Let go of the thing that has already let go of you? From relationships long gone, to grudges, to regrets, to the could-haves and should-haves, to the deadly relationships you stay, stay hung on to. Free yourself from the burden of the past you cannot change. Let me reiterate something. If I only knew then what I know now. We covered the L in life. Let me come to the I, which is inferior. While everyone um, <laughs> began to enjoy the smoked turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, and the other sides, there still appeared to be some sort of distance in both of our friends, Tony and Lisa. While everyone was laughing, eating, watching the games, I went over first to Lisa and sat beside her. <laughs> to break the ice, I took a piece of cheese off her plate to get a subtle smile. As she raised her head, I put my arm on her shoulder and asked what more was going on that she had not told us earlier. She began to tell me some things that my wife had never told me. See, I knew that Lisa is a chemical engineer by trade. I knew she attended uh, Louisiana State University and graduated in three years. I knew she went on to obtain a master's in chemistry 
uh, from Georgetown and works for one of the largest oil and gas firms in the world. But what she told me next kind of shocked me and caught me off guard. See, Lisa hasn't spent any time with her biological family on the holidays for well over 10 years. I had no knowledge that her parents and siblings had made her feel inferior to them for various untold reasons. See, for a few moments, I was just sitting there stuck without any words to say. No reaction on my face at all. So as I paused to collect my thoughts, an epiphany came over me and I recalled all the mental struggles and comparisons that I chose to overcome. I put my arm around her and said, we all feel inferior sometimes, but if we let it take root faster in our head, we will spend the rest of our lives feeling that way. We are all different. Some earn a lot of success and money at the cost of their own personal life. Some choose otherwise. Some earn less but are happy with what they do. Some earn a lot but are not happy. The thing is, we don't have to be like or better than anybody. We are what we choose to be. And the life is always going to be different from others. Life is not a competition. So stop living for acceptance of those who cannot accept your excess. In other words, be proud of the person, the purpose that you've received. You know, having that conversation really brought up some old wounds that I personally had to cast away. Living in a mental, notice I didn't say physical, uh, living in a mental shadows of feeling inferior is one of the toughest wars that I fought hard to win. See, once we erase this stigma that we allow others to control, we soon believe in the greatness that we are destined to become. It becomes amazing to say then, if I only knew then, what I know now. So I covered the L. I just finished I with inferior. Let me go to the F in life, which is feelings. Enjoying good friends and family. Sharing a meal, hearing the laughter in the room brings peace and joy to my spirit. There were times when Tasha and I looked at each other across the room and just shared a knowing smile that we were really enjoying this evening. The feeling of happiness and tranquility, unfortunately, still wasn't felt by all in attendance. I was sure that Lisa was in a better place. But Tony still hadn't released that mental bondage that he came in with that day. See, I've known him for many years and have seen him grow up personally as well as professionally. So to see him with an intensified state of depression concerned me, really concerned me as a friend. Trying not to draw too much attention to my own personal thoughts, I grabbed a set of darts. <laughs> and told Tony I owed him a game from the last time he visited. <laughs> and he beat my butt pretty bad. <laughs> well, before I threw my first dart, I decided to be a bit unconventional by writing the word depression on a napkin that I planned to use to keep the score on. I strongly believe God aligns prior situations that one experiences to assist others as they go through to get through. The feelings of depression is like none other. <laughs> I've been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. It can and does consume your every thought, your actions, and your visions. 
So I felt it was important to get Tony to talk about the steps that he needed to get him out of that state of mind. All my friends know that I will do anything to keep them in a path of progression. So I threw my first dart and I began to talk about something Tony loves, which is sweets. As I wrote down my score from the first toss, I said, when you are feeling stressed and about to break down, just remember, stressed is dessert spelled backwards. It's a piece of cake disguised in a different form. You have to identify the opportunities that are hidden within. <laughs> that got him to smile and he began relaxing. At that moment, I asked him to check the napkin we were using to keep the score with that I had written down the word depression on. I asked him to see any other words on the napkin. After a moment, he smiled again and said, looked at it, looked at me, looked at it, and recited the words, I pressed on. Mm -mm -mm. See, in life, we often say we understand how one feels, but do we really? I can recall years of holidays that I had the same feelings that my friend was just expressing to me. The biggest difference is that he did the big boy thing and he talked about his pain. In the past, I allowed my pain to consume me to the point of thinking irrational thoughts and unthinkable actions. I am so, so grateful to be a product of letting go of inferior feelings we express. Life. To say, to live and say, if I only knew then what I know now. Let me close and get out of here with the last uh, letter in life, which is the E. We express. Well, feeling like the evening was now under control, I decided to go upstairs and relieve Tasha so she can finally get a chance to sample the food that we spent many hours preparing. I think most will concur, it is a rewarding feeling to see people enjoying a meal, laughing, and having a good time. But I would have been lying if I told you that my conversation with Lisa and Tony were still on the forefront of my mind. Part of changing lives is being ever so present for those who need you to walk with them. The ones we can share uplifting words with as they express their unknown path of growth. So as Tasha finished her food, I went back downstairs to search for the two souls that were in turmoil. When I got to the bottom of the stairs, I saw them both smiling and interacting with some of the others in the room. See, I can't overemphasize enough something that I mentioned a few minutes ago, and that was the willingness to discuss or express how one feels during a time of pain and discomfort. There's a poster in my office by an unknown author that reads, Always express your true feelings to the one who really matter to you. Because opportunities are lost in a blink of an eye. But our regrets can last a lifetime. <laughs> if I only knew then what I know now. So many times we choose we choose to allow our own internal feelings to prohibit accepting our current situations as a temporary place in our life. Furthermore, we see what society depicts as family, loved ones, and happiness that seems to intensify over the holiday season. 
Nelson Mandela once said, live life as though nobody is watching and express yourself as though everyone is listening. Amazing. Well, with another successful day after Thanksgiving dinner, it was time we said goodnight to the last few guests so our cleanup could begin. Tasha and I were really exhausted, but we turned up the music and danced around the house as we were putting the finishing touches on getting our house back in order. Now, what seemed to be simultaneously, both of our phones began to ring. Calling Tasha was Lisa, and on my line was Tony. Both were calling to primarily say the same things, how much they appreciated our kindness and hospitality during a tough time in their life. How both had the time to realize that tomorrow is another day of opportunity to remove the barriers of letting go of inferior feelings. We express life. I overheard Tasha tell Lisa she had never, she never needs to feel inferior. We will always be her family. As I also reminded Tony, I am here whatever he needs to talk about anything. But let me close this segment with a short story that helps close this message and further understand life and its opportunity. There once was a, a very wealthy and curious king. The king had a huge boulder placed in the middle of the road. Then he hid nearby to see if anyone had tried to remove that gigantic rock from the road. The first people to pass by were some of the king's wealthiest merchants and courtiers. Rather than moving it, they simply walked around it. A few loudly blamed the king for not maintaining the roads. Not one of them tried to move the boulder. Finally, a peasant came along. His arms were full of vegetables. When he got near the boulder, rather than simply walking around it as the others had, the peasant put down his load and tried to move the stone to the side of the road. It took a lot of effort, but he finally succeeded. The peasant gathered up his load and was ready to go on his way when he says a purse lying in the road where the boulder had been. The peasant opened the purse. The purse was stuffed with gold coins and a note from the king. The king's note said the purse of gold was a reward for moving the boulder from the road. The king showed the peasant what many of us never understand. Every obstacle present is an opportunity to improve our condition. I personally also believe the king is telling us that daily opportunities enables us to connect the dots to understand, if I only knew then, what I know now. Although all this occurred 10 years ago with our friends, I recalled it as if it was just a few weeks ago. This especially holds true as we are currently getting ready, my wife and I, for a wedding. Yes, the one of Tony and Lisa 10 years later. Life, letting go of inferior feelings we express, is a cons constant, consistent memory for all of us pushing toward progression. None of us ever would have thought this would be the way life would turn out. But I could only believe that they are both saying the same what, we're, what I'm talking about in this message. If I only knew then what I know now. To make sure you can't forget, let me remind you of something else that's important. 
that's in my life, I've learned not only who I am, but what I am. This allows me to understand the why in my process and to accept the blessings received to say, if I only knew then, what I know now. From your own experiences in life, how many times have you said this very thing? More importantly, what wisdom can you bestow on someone else during this time? The majestic statement that I always say <laughs> is it's not if, but when. As we take on this new year, 2022, with a robust attitude, one of humbleness, one of resolve, and one of appreciation, always understand something that I must repeat. And that's your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, my mom, Mama Sarah, I love each of you very, very much. And thank you again for your support. To the world's future leaders, my grandbabies, Kaya, Jalen, Gideon, Asher, Reagan, Ivy, and Luke. Poppy loves you, babies. Oma and I will see you soon. Take this time. Take this time to reflect the power and the resolve of saying, if I only knew then what I know now. To do that, you have to remember that change begins and ends within to ensure we embark on actions that are concurrent with legacy changing actions in 2022. God bless you and I will speak with you soon.